Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? Well, it's like, I feel like I'm being attacked by a dog and it's because I almost was today. Oh, that sounds terrible. What what happened? <laughs> so I was walking um, AJ and Coco and the, there's a guy who lives across the street who like does not keep his dogs indoors. And one of the dogs just came charging at us and we ran back indoors and um, I, I was so panicked. You were literally attacked by a dog. Almost. Yeah, it was really <laughs> That's scary. why it felt this way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's talk about that and more. This is Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, we have a, a spectacular show ahead today. And um, among other things, by the end, we're going to do our uh, second uh, or third episode of the summer music series. So, uh, yes. Yes, this week we are doing Xanadu by Olivia Newton-John and the Electric Light Orchestra. But before that, you have a treat for us, right? We talked about this last week. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to do um, a tarot card reading. Really? Why are you doing a tarot card reading <laughs> <laughs> on this night of all nights? <laughs> Your entire um, life, you've never done a tarot why card reading. Is tonight different than all other nights? So um, remember I told you I got these tarot cards last week, and I'm, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong again because that's how... No, that was right. Tarot. 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 Yes. Okay, yes. maybe I'm getting used to it. I'm, I'm becoming more of like... Like an arrow. Like an group. arrow. Yeah. Um, I was reading the signs and all the signs were pointing me to tarot cards. You know, I'd watched two movies where they were, you know, doing tarot cards. And in a short story I read, there was tarot cards. So I got these cards and I started practicing the art of uh, tarot reading by watching YouTube videos. (laughs) What better way? (laughs) There are people who have spent their entire lives mastering tarot cards. No, exactly. And you watch the YouTube video. That's the thing. Like, if I spent the rest of my life trying to learn about how to do this properly, it would not even scratch the surface. So there are 78 cards in a deck, and there are four different suits, the cups, the pentacles, the swords, and the wands, and you pick the cards and you arrange them, and each one has different meaning depending on which position it's in and which way it's facing and how it interacts with all the other cards in the formation. I cannot believe this is the same Rachel Dode Wortman I've known my entire life who is now giving a lecture about the cups, <laughs> the cups and the wands of tarot cards. The pentacles. I did my own reading, and I got like- What is like a pentacle? All- is it like a pentagram? crossed with a tentacle <laughs> i don't know i don't you're asking me every is question it a five-sided is going to be answered with i don't know but <laughs> my point is that like i got all pentacles and i realized it's because it was a new deck and i hadn't shuffled Shuffle it well it. enough so, <laughs> so they were all like, okay so are together. you gonna are you gonna read my tarot i am gonna read your tarot so um yeah, so I, I, I'm going to get arrested by the, the Tarot Card Readers Association <laughs> for malpractice, but I'm going to do my best. And, and it turns out that the 
business of Zoom tarot card readings is booming right now. Um, there's so much happening in the world that everyone needs as much help as they can get. So my my college roommate, Louisa Benyon, wrote me a lovely email this week, and she told me that her sister is now self-employed as a witch who does tarot card readings to help women transition out of patriarchy. And this is fantastic. Go, you go, sister, witch. <laughs> Twisted I mean, <laughs> so I went to her website, segostrega.com, which strega is the Italian word for witch. And um, we'll link to it in the show notes. But I hope she's not listening because this is going to be an abomination. Okay, so here we let's, go. Uh, let's get on with the show here. Okay. 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 So, is it interactive? Do I have to like pick things? Is it like a, a well, wandering magician I mean, at a wedding? This is the thing with like, you know, a Zoom tarot reading. It's It's, I have to just kind of feel your energy and pick the cards myself, you okay. know, I'm, I'm holding me. my, I'm holding up my hands like claws and hoping you can read my okay. energy. And I'm doing the most simple formation because I am really, you know, at the very basics here. Okay. So I don't know if you could see this, but there's four cards arranged like this. Okay. Oh, I see that. Are those pentacles? Yeah. They're not turned over yet. (laughs) I thought those were the pentacles. So the first, this first card on the top is your romance card. Okay. Okay. So I'm turning it over. Oh, it's justice. Oh, I'm looking at it upside down. It looks like two parachutes. But it's upside (laughs) down for you. Bail out now. (laughs) It's a major arcana. So... This is this is bad. This is <laughs> wait, wait, you would think that having a just relationship would be just like a no, good but thing. since it's not facing you, it's upside down. So it's um, but it's all going to be upside down. You're doing it on Zoom. It's no, on Zoom. no, 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 because the cards may be in all different directions. So it's oh, it's, okay. <laughs> it's injustice, like, right? So if you do it on Zoom, I would think everything is bad because it's all upside down. No, it's not. Okay. No, no, no. So you don't know okay. they're not arranged. Okay, so one is I have bad romance, like Lady Gaga. <laughs> A bad romance. It's injustice, unfair, and delinquency. Okay. That does not describe any of me, but okay. Let's keep going. Okay. I'll just read the first sentence here. Situations, people, or events in your life may feel unfair, and you are seeking to blame anyone who could be held accountable. That's like the opposite of me. I own my actions. I do not blame other people for any misfortunes. The cards have spoken. Okay, let's do the next card. We have limited time here. This one has to do with finances. Okay, and this one is... Wait, there's like a woman who's spread eagle on me. (laughs) It's the... The hanged woman, the hanged woman. Oh okay. no, it's it's upside. Down. It looks it, it looks like it's right side up, but it's not facing you because she's hanging upside down. So I'm sorry, it's also bad. For what you. does that mean then? The hanged woman, avoidance, sacrifice, and delay. Putting a lot of effort and energy into a situation or person is wearing you down, especially when you are not seeing the return. No, that's that's not true either. I don't let anyone wear me down. Ain't nothing going to break your, my stride. This is in your finances. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, well this, certainly I'm pretty good on next, the finance front. <laughs> this next card has to do with health and happiness. Okay. Um, okay, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, it looks like a poker chip. 
Wow, you're getting all the major arcana. I don't think I shuffled these very well. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's like the 101, <laughs> the first page of the book is shuffle the card. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> You're killing it. Okay, let's, let's read this along. Yes. Okay, so this is unfortunate events, uh, resisting change and letting go. Forces that are outside of your control are taking hold over your life at this time. You're experiencing a string of bad luck and it can feel like you're never going <laughs> to get a break. Well, we are in the period of the worst period of American history, but I don't feel like it's singling me out in any way. Like, no, we are all in this together. <laughs> yes, okay, so that's a nope also. Okay. Last card, last card, please. Last card. Oh my gosh, they were all facing away from you. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> I think it's this- ever more apparent that you did not shuffle. Yes, okay. <laughs> you got the ace of pentacles. This is very interesting. Okay. Wow. 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 I I mean, I'm (laughs) the ace of pentacles. This is something that is very, uh, very special. What you're talking about. Okay. Tell me why it's special. I'm going to tell you. Just give me a second. I'm thinking. thinking. (laughs) Wait, there's an interpretation component of this? I thought you were just reading from a book. No. The Ace of Pentacles has to do with money. (laughs) This is for your career. Money mishaps. (laughs) Reevaluation. And financial hardship. I'm sorry, Brian. This is saying I have that also. I'm just going to jump out this window and kill myself right now. This is terrible. Throw, burn that deck. I don't want that deck. This is the worst. This um, is this is worth exactly. This is worth exactly what I paid for this reading. Nope. Shut this Which is down. Nothing. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm determined to get better at this. I, I'm practicing every day. And I actually, I did a reading for my sister and she thought it was uh, very powerful. Okay. Well, that's full of shit. Okay. Let's, okay. Uh, let's move on to the nopes. Move the camera so I can see you instead of the cards in your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful as that was. They were competing for my attention. Okay. um, I have a couple of nopes to start us off. So um, I have a theme today. I didn't even tell you I was going to do this. Uh, Today's theme is we are taking a tour of the Pacific Rim. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, because we all, we can't really travel. So I figured I would do the next best thing and take us on a virtual tour of the Pacific Rim. And our first stop will be, it's like one of those old movies where you see the plane like going over the map. So our first stop will be the big island of Hawaii. Delightful, right? A delight. Yes. Yes. I would love to be there right now. So I'm glad you're taking us there. And low levels of COVID. Like they're actually, you know, they're, they're ticking up like a lot of places, but still relatively low levels until now. Um, and there's big danger because they found and then arrested, thankfully, a cult leader and 20 of his cult followers for violating the quarantine. Now, these this wasn't just any cult. This is just when we thought you'd heard of every cult. Here is a new one. This is led by someone named Elgio Lee Bishop, and the name of the cult is Carbonation. Not like the bubbles, but like a nation 
composed of carbon. Of carbon. Yes, like the aren't we all composed of carbon? <laughs> well, we're all one thing. We are a part of the carbon nation, as Janet Jackson so eloquently <laughs> said. <laughs> Uh, on social media, like many other cult leaders, he refers to himself as Christ or God, but also sometimes nature boy. So these hooligans came from out of state. They converged. They had come from Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Panama, and they converged on the big island of Hawaii. And as we learn more about the carbonation, we realize that their, their central tenets, their core beliefs are nudism and polygamy, and also they do not bathe. Okay. So uh, if someone is going to violate the quarantine and be out and about, um, I would think that this would draw attention to themselves if they were nude running around <laughs> with harems and also not bathing. Um, yes. But the, inspira yes. the inspiration comes from the leader, which is Elgio Lee Bishop, uh, who walks the walk, who is described uh, as a model, stripper, prostitute, and barber. <laughs> I think that's what you say when you're like actually a barber and you just want to like <laughs> pad your resume. <laughs> or when you're a prostitute and you need to look like you have marketable skills. <laughs> yes, it's, it actually, could be either. <laughs> it's actually very handy because you can't get a haircut <laughs> during COVID. I but, know. If you, but if you live in a, in a cult compound that happens to have a barber in it, that's fine. And also, if you need intimate relations, it's lucky that he's both a stripper and a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the person you want with you on your team on uh, Survivor. Yeah, or like your glam squad. That's what it is. He's a one-man <laughs> glam squad. <laughs> they should have wanted to stay in the quarantine house. Okay, so um, this caused an uproar. There's a uh, Facebook group called Hawaii Kapu Quarantine Breakers, where if they don't break the quarantine, they like are on the lookout for people who are breaking the quarantine. And Angela Keene is the administrator of this. And she says, people are going hog wild when they arrive. And they leave their hotel room and they're out and about and they're interacting with people. And that's an opportunity for infection that we don't want here. I mean, I would think that even normal people who were clothed and bathed and moved in single file <laughs> would be dangerous enough. But here they yeah. are naked, emitting untold odors and bodily sprays, and then walking in like enormous, uh, not socially distant polygamous harems. That's a, that's a, a public emergency. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. I, and, I just like, I can't believe that like sensible people from Costa Rica would join a cult like this. Are these like, are these like Americans? Who no, I moved? think they're from Costa Rica. This I, is I, insane. I, there was another whole story from Canada where he like sort of abducted a girl from Newfoundland, but she, it's like a cult thing where she said she wanted to go, but then like she was brainwashed and kidnapped. But hold on, there's one more wrinkle here. So, they're not just doing harm to themselves and people in their immediate surroundings. There's, uh, there was like a dragnet and they swept up and arrested all kinds of other people who were aiding and abetting them. For example, uh, Tylea Furman, um, who uh, for some reason, I guess she was like the Airbnb host and she's the one who rented them the house. So Why she would was you liable? rent a house? This is like <laughs> the worst group of guests you could well, ever she, imagine. She got arrested as well. Did you have a story about an Airbnb, like the world's worst Airbnb guests? I think it was like no, a person. Well, <laughs> I have a good friend who um, 
stayed at an Airbnb and like she got her period and the <laughs> and the woman who owned the Airbnb was like, how dare you get blood all over my home? Oh, but it yeah. wasn't like, I mean, it whatever. wasn't like she stabbed herself. And no, it was, a no it was just cycle <laughs> of life. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, so she gave her a bad review and now she can't stay in an Airbnb. It's it's a nightmare. Oh, that's the worst. Well, I hope these people can't stay in an Airbnb. <laughs> I think they're going to be staying in jail for a while. So nope to the Carbon Nation, to Elgio Lee Bishop, to the Airbnb host who rented them this and uh, yep to the Hawaii Kapu quarantine breakers for uh, being the vigilantes that we need in this day. Yes, and age. really. Gosh, yeah. people are so fucking stupid. I can't nope believe to all it. people. No, nope. nope just no. Nope. no. Okay. That was our stop in the big Island of Hawaii. As we continue our trip around the Pacific rim, I am now going to take you to China. And uh, this is a story. China. Yes. China. <laughs> well, I was doing the Trump, the okay. Alec Baldwin Trump. China. I was like, is there the, the Isle of China? <laughs> yes, it's just like, off Hawaii. The South Pacific. <laughs> yes, the South Pacific Island nation of China. <laughs> it's right off of the Solomon Islands. Okay, so this is a story of a woman named <laughs> Bang Hong Juan, uh, who lives in the city of Jamusi which I haven't heard of. And one day she lives in an apartment high rise. She came down, her car was parked outside and she found her car covered in a thick white sludge <laughs> and her windshield was cracked. And, <laughs> and she pinched the sludge. I guess what else would you do? And realized that it was tofu, but it was soft tofu. It wasn't like the hard tofu or frozen tofu. It was just soft tofu. Now, okay. this seemed like very <laughs> peculiar. <laughs> this is very peculiar because earlier this year, the same woman, Zhang Hongzhuan, um, <laughs> her car was hit <laughs> by a bag of soy milk. <laughs> She was interviewed and she said, this is such a high-end apartment complex. People should have more class. Um, Okay. They should hit her car with what? Like champagne? (laughs) Soy milk, soy tofu. Um, So upon further investigation, it turns out that this is a trend in China, which is falling objects from apartment towers menacing the citizens below. Um, and it's because all of these, I guess, relatively smaller towns that were developed recently, they're all building up these skyscrapers that people live yeah. in. And um, apparently, like, people used to, when they lived in little houses, like, just throw garbage out the window. And they still do it, except they live on the 32nd floor now. And even soft things like tofu accelerate so much and there's so much force when they hit by the a car. time it hits a car yeah yeah, it's like dropping a feather or a penny off of the empire state building right so here are yeah. some of the things that are recorded um in uh <laughs> that having fallen recently uh and and done great damage a, a container of instant noodles uh multiple cups of bubble tea uh a four pound fish and worst of all <laughs> <laughs> Very specific, a four-pound fish. And and worst of all, there's a woman in Hangzhou 
who was sent to the hospital because she was hit. She was actually hit by a half-eaten drumstick. Oh, my God. So why are people throwing their garbage out the windows even when they live in small houses? I think that's just the done thing. It's how you do these things when you live in a village in China, maybe. I don't want to cast aspersions on their culture, but it's not unthinkable. There's a well, I guess if it's compost, yeah, I mean, it's if a it's different like culture. organic. Yeah, but I don't know if, a, I guess, a four-pound fish. Four-pound <laughs> fish, fine, but like a cup of bubble tea? like The cup probably isn't biodegradable. No, no, no. I think I think it requires a, a change in mindset about waste management, really, yes. is the problem here. So the Chinese government <laughs> not only passed a law against tossing shit out of your window, in an apartment building, but they also instituted a um, policy of collective punishment. So if somebody or something gets hit below your apartment building, everyone in the building has to pay a fine. They have to pay $9 for medical expenses and $2 in legal fees. So it's collective punishment um, to make sure that everybody, there's peer pressure, that everybody pressures each other not to drop shit out of their windows. I I mean, what could possibly go wrong? I feel like this creates an incentive for think for people to throw things out their windows because <laughs> to punish everybody their else because everybody else has to share the burden. It's like the free rider like problem. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's the coach. It's like theorem. worth it. It's like yeah, I want to throw a fish. I don't even have to pay for it. You know, or it, it's just a value exchange. Say like, yeah, I'll pay eleven bucks to throw this fish. Like it's right, just, I won't pay five hundred, <laughs> but I'll pay eleven. 11 I'll yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, this reminded me. Did you see that Netflix show? It was a big hit called The Platform. No, it's, it's like a dystopian science fiction show where basically people, when they're punished, get put in this. I'm going to try to keep this this hundred story going down like thing of these little squares where there's two people in each square, and it goes down whatever three hundred stories and. Twice a day, there's a little platform that goes down the middle with food on it. And it starts at the very top with like a five-star gourmet banquet. And people get 30 seconds to take what they want. And then it goes down a level. And then goes down a level. And then goes down a level. So by the end of the bottom, you're not only getting hit by like the waste, but you basically have no food left to eat. So I think they should institute that system in a Chinese apartment building. That's just to see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we need solutions. Right. Don't don't bring me problems. Bring me solutions. So that's okay. uh, that's what's happening in China. Well, I'm this sorry week. that this woman got hit by soy milk and tofu. You know? It's like <laughs> getting terrible. struck twice by lightning. Like what are the chances? Yeah. <laughs> getting struck twice by tofu. Nope. Nope. Absolutely to this. Not. Just no. keep your garbage in your apartment or yeah. Okay. No. Nope. Really? Okay. I'm going to pause our tour for a moment while uh, I turn the nope over to you here. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is one of those stories where the headline really speaks for itself. <laughs> you love them. Um, I love these. So it's, this le- it's, less, <laughs> it's less work for you. You don't have to describe work. the I'm story. I'm very lazy. <laughs> so the New York Times said um, the following. Ex-eBay workers sent critics live roaches and a mask of a bloody pig face, U.S. <laughs> says. <laughs> Wait, U.S. says? Yes. Like the country? like The, the like, U.S. attorney. Like, this like is like William a, Barr? It's like a case, yeah. Okay. The U.S. attorney for Massachusetts. Okay. So, so here's what happened. So six eBay employees mounted a cyber-stalking campaign, including sending, quote, unwanted and disturbing deliveries against a couple who ran an online e-commerce newsletter. 
So what was in these unwanted and disturbing deliveries, you might be asking? No, I want to know what was in the uh, unwanted and and disturbing e-commerce newsletter. That sounds (laughs) raise their their hackles so much. It didn't really get into what... Is it like an unlicensed affiliate program? Like what was it? No, no. The newsletter covered a lawsuit that eBay was embroiled in and they really took umbrage at this and so they sent these disturbing deliveries and what was in them was um observed fetal pig fly larvae live spiders (laughs) a sympathy funeral wreath and pornography that was addressed to the couple by name but sent to two of their neighbors (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a good one. That's really okay. good, actually. <laughs> so they were all arrested on Monday, and the U.S. attorney for Massachusetts, Andrew Lelling, said this was a systematic campaign fueled by the resources of a Fortune 500 company to emotionally and psychologically terrorize this middle-aged couple in Natick, Massachusetts, with the goal of deterring them from writing bad things about eBay. This is like this nice little couple with a newsletter. And can you imagine <laughs> being this loyal to eBay that you're going to send like to the global marketplace that you're going to send a couple live spiders and a pig's head for saying something about a lawsuit against your company? This is insane. Which is public. Which is public. It's a public lawsuit, it's presumably. Pub- yes. Oh, yes. God. And poor Natick, Massachusetts, it's probably embroiled in scandal now, like the Postal Service, these these packages. <laughs> no one can trust their packages anymore. <laughs> yeah. So they they not only like barraged them with these disturbing deliveries, but they sent threatening emails. They created fake Twitter ca- accounts and like cyber stalked them and harassed them. They sent a book on how to survive the death of a spouse, like really like insane stuff. And the, the employees drove to their house and spied on them. What so you're, you're absolutely like, what is their motivation? Like, <laughs> Is it like an eBay cult? Like, you know, I don't know know. anybody who likes eBay that much. Who likes any company that much? Like, who is that? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, Apple. Apple has its fanatics. Like, there's people who love Apple products, and maybe they would get a little up in arms over a lawsuit, over a newsletter, over a newsletter covering (laughs) It's like. You're in love with like Dow Chemical or something. It's like but. where eBay is like where you buy like a fake Chanel bag, you know? Like, <laughs> so wait, like, what was the comeuppance? Were these uh, were so these people arrested? They were arrested on Monday morning, and the prosecutors charged them with conspiracy to commit cyber stalking and conspiracy to tamper with witnesses. And um, the employees included James Baugh, Bow, who was the company's former senior director of safety and security, and David Harville, who was the company's former director of global resiliency. So <laughs> what is that? I think that's like climate change. I like is like eBay is vulnerable is. to climate change. <laughs> it sounds like they're more vulnerable to like 
cyber trolls and pinkhead mailers. This is crazy. These aren't like junior interns. These are senior executives. No, this or is former senior, senior executives. executives. Okay, are- okay. eBay, get your shit together. These people should not have, if they're that crazy, they should not have been employed in the first place. Whatever fucking cult is going on over there, shut it down. And, down. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, so these people just get a, throw them in prison with the carbonation, you know, sentence them to federal prison in Hawaii where they can shack up. They can join the harem. They could join the polygamous harem of carbonation. And they not could. Babe. But I wonder if they got all this stuff on eBay, like the, <laughs> the, head, the, the, the larvae and the spider. Or how about maybe maybe it was from the dumpster diving behind the Trader Joe's with like the rotten lemon curd that were repurposed um, and sold on Amazon. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. Okay. No, 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 no absolutely nope. not. Okay. okay. Nobody, it's nobody t- buy from eBay ever again. Okay. Guess what? It's time for our summer music series. I've been so excited. Rachel, I have to thank you for indulging me with this. This is a pure like labor of love where I'm like, take, this is like a Brian Hecht obsession takeover here where we're basically going through the years of my life as I approach 50, like we're focusing in, we're moving through the years and we're, we're up to, we last, we did uh, Gloria and then we did Macho Man and now we're up to 1980. And the song of the week is Xanadu by Olivia Newton-John and ELO. Uh, And it just so happens that it fits into our tour of the Pacific Rim because it is based on the, it is part of the movie Xanadu that takes place in Venice Beach, California, right on the Pacific. So with everything that, goes around comes around so everything that rises must <laughs> converge <laughs> okay so okay kids for those of you who don't know what xanadu is i hope you know who olivia newton john is she was in greece but xanadu is very briefly a 1980 very very cheesy movie about reopening a skating rink in venice beach a roller skating rink that was like reviving an old theater from the 1930s and gene kelly is in it who was like 105 at the time but when i tell you what he did in this movie you will have a lot of respect for him so um olivia newton john was in this movie and here's a great tie-in Last week we mentioned she was actually offered a role in the Village People movie, Can't Stop the Music, that we talked she about. She was doing this at the same time, <laughs> She probably. turned she... it down so that she could do Xanadu. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it all comes together. She made, she made the right choice. <laughs> She's known for making good choices in life. <laughs> That Olivia, Olivia Newton, I love you. So, um, okay, so this is this isn't about the movie though. This is all about the theme song Xanadu, huge hit. It was uh, number one in the UK, number eight here, um, and it was on this album. I don't know if you remember this. It was a double album or two sides. One half was ELO, one half was Olivia Newton John. There were all these hits. Magic, have to believe there is magic. I Suddenly, don't know any of this. Although you're I mean, a few years younger than me, but okay. All over the world, there were a lot of big hits from this. Um, but then the the finale is the song Xanadu, and I'm going to tell you about it. And it is when Olivia Newton John and ELO come together. And like it's like worlds colliding, and they do the big finale song. What's together. ELO? Electric Light Orchestra. They were okay. a big band in the seventies and early eighties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the subject of a future summer summer music <laughs> series. Okay, so the real star of this movie, which is ridiculous, is the finale when this roller rink that they've been working on finally opens. So this is a six and a half minute scene video song, um, and. 
Olivia Newton-John does not appear in it until like three and a half minutes in. So there's a three and a half minute prologue and here's what it consists of. It's a roller rink and there's a big neon sign that says Xanadu. And it starts with Gene Kelly, the dancing movie star of old, who comes out in a tuxedo, roller skates, and a cane um, (laughs) and says, let's go. And then starts slowly uh, skating around the roller rink. And those of you who've ever done it, it's a big circle. And um, then slowly, this cast of thousands starts coming out of the woodwork. And before you know it, there's like, several hundred people in different costumes all going around the 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 rink and chanting like dum dum zana do so um what i'm going to do here is i'm going to read you off the cast of characters the dramatist personae who emerge and participate in this uh this uh, fandango of roller skating and um if i can technically i'm going to put this uh this very compelling music uh, underneath this. So let's see if I can do that. Okay. So Gene Kelly comes out and then what happens? There are juggling mimes in white suspenders. There's tap dancing roller disco dancers. There's a solid gold like stripper dancer on a stripper pole. Uh, for some reason, the disco dancers then start doing the Virginia Reel dance. There are US go- USO girls holding trays doing like boogie woogie bugle boy dance there are men in zoot suits doing the jitterbug and then they switch to pop and locking um and then there's melanie griffith style working girls there's greasers they're all on skates there's greasers there's punk rockers there's 80s preppy boys with their collars up and we're only three Did you minutes mention in the pantomimes no i'm getting there i get there <laughs> then there's ladies in beige trench coats there's ballroom dancers Yes, there are tightrope walkers doing splits on the rope with multicolored parasols. And it ends with a woman suspended from her neck doing like a Cirque du Soleil spin. Like it looks like she's like holding it with her teeth. With her teeth, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of all of this, what happens? Out from the from the ground, like Phoenix rising from the ashes, up comes Olivia Newton-John, and here's what we hear. So she emerges from the floor and uh, she's wearing like pantaloons or something. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a very unusual. It's like doesn't know if it wants to be tights or pants or leg warmers. No, and and, she's a vision of beauty. Like I got a frisson from it. And like she's doing a lot of these 80s moves where she's like caressing her hair from behind and you see a lot of like you know, very smooth armpit action, but it's very, very sexy. And she like dances with the 
with the uh, tightrope walkers. It's absolutely incredible. It's um, it's one of the defining moments of the 80s, one of the defining moments of my childhood. And I realize that we're not doing a good job given that this is a um, definitionally audio medium that we're operating in here, that we have just described a six-minute video to you. But hopefully we've given you a general sense of the magic of Xanadu. We've sparked your curiosity. It's kind of <laughs> like when you watch it, you'll think it's like one of those. Uh, remember on um, SNL with Stefan? Yes. It's like uh, this New video York's has hottest everything. club is Xanadu. <laughs> like this video has, has everything. Mimes, USO girls, muscles, greasers, yes. punkers, <laughs> ladies in trench coats. <laughs> A solid so, gold dancer. It's got something for everyone, really. Right, right. So I was doing research on this. You know, there's an actual documentary about the making of Xanadu and like a tribute to Xanadu. It's actually now occupies this like kitschy cult place in popular culture. And um, I couldn't bring myself to watch the whole thing. I was obsessed with it when I was like 10 years old. But I'm going to go back and watch it again now. I think it bears rewatching. Yeah, well, that's good. It's something to um, take our minds off of the horrors that surround us. So, and also the song is very weird. It's like, it's very much like if you just like arrived somewhere and just was singing over and over again, I'm here, I'm here. It's like, <laughs> now we are here. Now we are here. <laughs> right. Now also we weird here. that it's based on the like in, in, in Xanadu did Kublai Khan a stately pleasure dome decree, like the poem, like it's... Right. um. It's very weird. And Hearst is wasn't like um, William Randolph Hearst's um, <laughs> what does like that have to do with it? castle called Xanadu. Oh, or was I don't that know. in? Um, no, no, <laughs> that's completely. I don't think <laughs> <Something> so. <else. laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I want to shut something down here. So let's. We should shut down how cheesy it is. But this is the summer music series. Um, so. There you go. It's going to go right into our yups. Should I give a little teaser for what we're doing next week? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> you are completely indifferent. Go. This is purely my labor of love. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're like, whatever. I, I let you do this. <laughs> like, just do what you want. Listen, go on. Go okay, on. Okay. Next week, we are going to do uh, Love Will Keep Us Together by Captain and Tennille which the mm. kids will also not know who that is. But trust me, I will manage to spark sufficient interest in it that they will come back, have a comeback. If one half of them isn't dead, they are dead. One of the half. I think the captain is dead. Um, yeah, the captain is dead. Um, but we'll get into that next week. So stay tuned okay, for great. that. In the meantime, let's do some yups. These are the little rays of light. Oh, I think it was actually um, Citizen Kane that had a Xanadu in it. Oh, really? I, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, well, you're the one okay, who anyway, the old movie. So the okay, yups. these are the yups, yups. yes. Okay, speaking of movies, um, I watched The King of Staten Island this week, which is a yeah. new Judd Apatow movie that was written by Pete Davidson, um, who also stars in the movie. And he's got tons of BDE, as we've discussed before. Um, and it's worth the 20 bucks to see it now. It's like a it's a funny, tender look at depression and grief. And it sort of reminded me, Brian, of that great Duplass Brothers movie, Jeff Who Lives at Home. You know, I love that movie. Yeah. With, uh, so it's sort of like name? that. What's the guy's With name? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Love him. Yeah. That was a great yeah. movie. So, yeah, so it's okay. kind of like that kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch so. that this weekend. My um, my up goes to the longtime listeners of the podcast will will recall perhaps that we are experts in Tennessee state politics and specifically the Tennessee state legislature. Um, and you may recall that there was a legislator who was well known for 
drinking chocolate milk on the floor of the legislature? Was well, that it? Well, he was drinking something out of a Hershey's chocolate milk bottle. Whether it was chocolate milk remains to be right. determined. Okay, well, my up is going to uh, Jimmy Faison, who is a Republican state legislator, um, because there is this statue of a guy named Nathan Bedford Forrest, who is a former Confederate general. He was a slave trader and a leader of the Ku Klux Klan that looms over the Tennessee State House. And of course, as with all the Confederate statues, there is a, a correct movement to try to tear it down. Um, and bucking his party, Jimmy Faison has decided that he's proposed to build, tear it down and build a statue of Dolly Parton instead. Who can't get behind that? <laughs> I mean, there's a petition now with 14,000 signatures. Um, there is a little problem. I know you're not going to like this. I, I, we didn't discuss I was going to do this, but Dolly is sort of famous for being apolitical. But yeah. she, 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 uh, she, unlike Taylor Swift, also Tennessee, who's very political. But Dolly, in 2017, she caught flack because she had like a dinner theater and she had a, a number called the Dixie Stampede, where she encouraged the members of the audience to like pick aside the like union or the confederacy and to like stomp and cheer for whichever side they chose. Like it was kind of a both sides movement. Uh, okay. Can we give a her a strange pass for Dolly? Because she's Dolly Parton. So. Well, she's lived a long time. And everybody makes <laughs> some questionable we give decisions. Her, we give her a pass. Let's give her a pass. I, I need to know more about okay. it. Okay, you reserve but, judgment. But I, <laughs> it's better It's better than a Confederate general and the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. At, yeah. at, at worst, it's yes. a, a cultural misstep, a tone-deaf misstep. Right. Um, uh, let's call it that. Okay, so our yup goes to that that Republican from Tennessee. Okay, that's uh, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, wow, this is a strange one. We uh, we had a lot a of fun. Strange one, and um, you know, I was going to talk about John Bolton's book in the beginning, but you went right into the tarot card reading, which is why I was a little jostled and confused. But um, you know, we could talk about that next week. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be developing. <laughs> People will still be talking, but yeah, the book, the details from the book are out, and they're. Jaw-dropping, jaw yeah. right. Okay, uh, that is really all we have time for this nonsense. Thank you for sticking with us all the way to the end, if you're hearing this. Uh, it's been a terrible week. It's been a great podcast to record. Very fun. Thanks for listening. This has been Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. <laughs> <laughs>